So overall, I thought the meal was good. I think what makes Club 33, though, is the exclusivity, the atmosphere, the mystique around it. everybody this week's bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and we are coming to you from our california studios here on the patio of the grand californian hotel at the disneyland resort where we have been having an adults weekend to celebrate our anniversary while nathan is at sleepaway camp rest assured we did not just leave a bunch of newspaper on the floor and some bowls out with food uh, he has been having a wonderful time at his first experience at sleepaway camp and so we decided to sneak down south to california for a lovely weekend here at the Disneyland Resort. But we are not going to cover the weekend end-to-end because we are not a parks show. We are a cruise line show. But that said, we had a few fun experiences here at the resort that are a bit unique and new that we thought that we would share with all of you. And so we're going to start off by talking about an amazing opportunity that we had thanks to Sam's ability to make friends wherever she goes. Uh, We were able to have a dinner at Club 33. And so that was just an amazing and unique experience. We cannot thank enough the folks who made that happen for us. And so uh, what a wonderful experience it was. I'm going to let Sam lead things off, uh, perhaps starting from walking up uh, Royal Street and finding the door and uh, what happened thereafter. So Sam, you want to talk about Club 33? Sure, Brian. Special shout out to the two ladies who helped me get this reservation first. I won't name you by name, but you know who you are. So when you go to Club 33, you have to have a reservation if you are dining at Le Grand Salon, which is the dining room, as opposed to the lounge. The lounge is a bar you can go to if you are with a member or if you are a member. Us being neither, we were not able to go to the lounge. So I'll talk about how you get to Le Grand Salon. So instead of ringing the doorbell at the door that says 33, you actually go a little bit past where the door that says 33 is because that's right in between Blue Bayou and I forget what else. But anyway, go a little bit past Blue Bayou and on your left, there is a door with a doorbell that is very clearly marked for Club 33. You know, they answer it over an intercom system. You tell them who you are and then they open the door for you. You check in downstairs. Then you uh, can take a picture in what I'll call sort of a staircase rotunda area that is very pretty. It was decorated for the tropical hideaway theming, which is the current theming they're doing right now at Club 33, which is kind of a tiki room theme. That doesn't mean the room room uh, where you eat dinner. That's not that's not tiki room themed, but there are some drinks and things uh, and some decorations that are sort of tiki room themed right now. So then you uh, you sort of wait downstairs for a little bit. Then they send you upstairs, which is where uh, the actual club really is. So most of the club is above Cafe Orleans in New Orleans Square in Disneyland. And we were uh, seated at a table for two in Le Grand Salon. It is New Orleans themed, uh, very like old world New Orleans is how I would describe it. Very formal looking, um, very pretty and just very quiet. So you don't even realize that you're like in the middle of Disneyland Park and there's lots of hubbub going on down below, but you really don't hear it or, or notice it unless you go out on the balcony uh, looking over Cafe Orleans, which is what one of the moments we, we did. You are allowed to take photos in the Grand Salon. You are not allowed to take video. And you are not allowed to take photos that include other guests dining. So you can take of your own party, but not of other parties. And I don't believe you're supposed to take photos of the staff either. 
We had a lovely dinner. It is a four-course menu. It's a set, I'll call it a price-fixed four-course menu. I had thought it was more of a tasting menu, but I would say it's not really a tasting menu as much as it's just a price-fixed menu. And for the first course, you got three choices. For the second course, you got uh, either a super salad choice. For the third course, that was your entree, there were four options. And then for the dessert, there were four options, one of which was actually a cheese uh, a cheese plate. Uh, so we each, we actually, Brian and I made sure to order different things for each course. It was lovely. Um, I would say all of the food was excellent. Um, the portions were of a nice size, not, you know, not like a Applebee's size portions, let me put it that way but also not a tasting menu size portions. They were normal, um, very nice portions. Uh, the food was excellent. The drinks were lovely. The company was pretty good as well. Um, yeah, we had a really nice time. And uh, I'll let Brian give his thoughts. Yeah, so I thought overall the meal was good. Um, I had a scallop dish to start that Sam really liked. I thought it was just okay. And then I had a grilled romaine Caesar salad type salad for my second course, which again, you know, it was a good salad. Not the best Caesar salad I've ever had, but it was good. The steak that I had, which apparently is a longtime favorite on the menu, it's like Walt's blue cheese crusted steak, uh, was perfect. It was delicious. One of the best steaks I've ever had. It was perfectly cooked. Uh, really enjoyed my steak. And uh, the dessert was pretty good, too. I had a lemon cake or a lemon dessert. Uh, it was like a cake and some other things, a trifle. Yeah, Sam's saying it's a trifle. Uh, it, it was good as well. So overall, I thought the meal was good. I think what makes Club 33, though, is the exclusivity, the atmosphere, the mystique around it. Service was also really good. I had a really great cocktail to start my meal called the Stiggins Ruin, which was uh, it was just a good cocktail. I haven't I haven't had a cocktail like that before. It was really, really good. I love that they had things. So they had a menu of drinks that are exclusive to Club 33. There were like four cocktails that they make there. Uh, you know, the menu items on the menu itself for food are exclusive. They said that the menu does rotate and is seasonal. So there's some dishes on there that that change. And then, you know, we ended up spending half of our budget <laughs> for souvenirs at Club 33. Uh, that night, they had a lot of like Club 33 exclusive member merchandise. And then they had some specialty tiki merchandise to go with the theming of the club for, you know, this period of time. Uh, and so Sam picked up some merch. I picked up some merch that we'll take home. And it was uh, it was just really fabulous. I hope one day that we might be able to meet up with a member and see what the salon looks like that has the the member lounge in it where they can get drinks and stuff like that. Uh, I would would I absolutely go back to Club 33? Sure. Uh, I'm, you know, w- would love to go back sometime again, but I'm really happy that we got this experience. It's been on my bucket list for a long, long time. And so I was just really glad that we got this experience, even if it's only once. So again, just one more time, I just want to send a big thank you to those who helped make this happen. And as Sam said, we won't mention their names on the air, but we just wanted to uh, to send a special thanks to them because it was a really special night and dinner for us and we really enjoyed it. I should say uh, we didn't say dress code. So there is a dress code for Club 33. Uh, you know, so we we I wore slacks and like a, a button down short sleeve shirt. That's sufficient. It wasn't coat and tie or anything like that. Members using the lounge have a different dress code because they can just be in park attire. They don't have to dress up uh, to go into the members only section of the lounge. But for dinner, they wanted you wearing at least, you know, something marginally nice uh, for dinner to keep the upscale atmosphere going. It was also really fun. We went out on the balcony above Club 33 and could look out over New Orleans Square area and where they do Fantasmic. And it's just really interesting 
interesting to see that vantage point from the park. So anyway, overall, really, really fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go, highly, highly recommended. If for no other reason, then it's such a mystique behind it. And it was so cool to see. Uh, we will be posting some photos and maybe kind of a written review I'll do through our sub stack. So if you want to hear more about what we experienced and see some photos of the food we had and some pictures we took within the space, uh, we'll put those out uh, shortly. But for now, I'll just say it was really, really fun experience, really interesting to see. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. I also wanted to take a second. So we did the chef's table at Napa Rose the next night. And I don't want to go into detail about what we had for dinner at Napa Rose, but I wanted to get Sam's thoughts about the comparison between the food at Club 33 and what we experienced at Napa Rose. It won't be really an apples to apples comparison, except to say that we've eaten in Napa Rose just on the a la carte menu many, many times. And so I guess Sam, maybe taking your whole experience into account, chef's table we've done a couple times, the a la carte menu. What did you think of the food as between Club 33 and Napa Rose? Oh, that's really hard because they're both excellent. And Club 33, I would say the food was a little bit less adventurous, surprisingly. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit more adventurous. Um, I had a prosciutto appetizer. Then I had a tomato soup with curried chicken as my as my second course. And then I had a, a fish as my main and I had a creamy peanut crunch bar as my dessert. Um, this was all at Club 33. And I would say it's fairly comparable as far as like portion size and style of food as Napa Rose, but maybe a little bit less adventurous, certainly less adventurous than the tasting menu at Napa Rose. They're both excellent and actually similar in price because the four course menu at Club 33 without wine pairings was $130 with wine pairings is $225. We skipped the wine pairings. As Brian mentioned, we had a couple of cocktails. But yeah, I would say it's actually pretty close as far as price. But of course, you need someone who's a member to get you access to Club 33. I'm going to say that the food at Napa Rose ekes out ahead. Certainly the tasting menu does because the tasting menu is, you know, a, you, a seven course meal where you get to taste uh, small bites of a whole bunch of stuff. But I'd say they're pretty close with maybe Napa Rose having a slight edge over Club 33 as far as food. But atmosphere, I would give the atmosphere rating to Club 33. What about you, Brian? So this is so interesting. Again, I think Club 33 plays on so much of the mystique and exclusivity. I would actually give food to Napa Rose hands down across the board without exception, like not even close in my book. I think the food that we had at the tasting menu and the food that we generally have off the a la carte menu at Napa Rose is fantastic. And anytime we're at this resort, I want to eat at Napa Rose. Um, I also frankly give the atmosphere to Napa Rose. I think the dining room is gorgeous, vaulted ceilings, huge windows, stained glass, that sort of, you know, very fits the uh, motif of the Grand Californian Hotel. Um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Service is impeccable there as well. Uh, I mean, we should say the three signature restaurants at the resort currently are Club 33, Napa Rose and Carthay Circle. And all are basically serviced by or, or managed by the same sets of executive chefs. Uh, when we talked to the executive chef at Napa Rose at the chef's counter, he did mention that the service 
servers and staff and and kitchen staff for Club 33 and Carthay Circle generally start in the Napa Rose kitchen and then branch off. And so um, anyway, I just I really like Napa Rose. Would I go back to when I say this again? Would I go back to Club 33? 100% I would. And I suspect I'd have a great meal there. But I thought Napa Rose handily beats Club 33 in terms of the uh, the food quality um, and atmosphere of the restaurant just for for me. So. Would you like a chance to sail with the DCL Duo? Well, we have an opportunity for you. That's right. Next June is going to be our first ever inaugural DCL Duo podcast cruise. And we have a fun lineup of stuff on its way for that sailing. We're going to be on the magic for a three-night Bahamian sailing out of Fort Lauderdale on June 19th next year, 2024, with a stop at Lighthouse Point, one of the first sailings to go to Lighthouse Point. We are so excited to welcome all of you you, our listeners and fans out there to join us on this sailing. We've got some special things we want to do, including potentially an onboard recording of the podcast, which will just be so much fun. If you are interested in sailing with us, we would love to meet you. We always love to meet and interact with our listeners. So if you're interested, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. That's mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. Let them know you're interested in this sailing. We have a room block reserved, which means you've got opening day pricing locked in for some of our remaining rooms. So head over there, check it out. We'd love to see you on board with that. Thanks to My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show. And now back to the episode. We got one other thing we wanted to talk about, which was uh, this was opening weekend of Rogers the Musical. And so for those of you not familiar, if you've watched the Disney Plus show Hawkeye, there is a scene where they kind of stumble into a Broadway theater. He he goes into a Broadway theater to see part of Rogers the Musical. And apparently that sparked an entire concept at Imagineering to stand up a 30 minute musical all about Steve Rogers. And so uh, it is a 30 minute musical. It is in the same theater where they used to do the Frozen show show here at California Adventure Park. Uh, that theater has set empty now since the pandemic. And so this is the first show back in the theater. I am not going to review this show except to say I thought it was really well done, really great. I think could easily, by the way, translate over to Disney Cruise Line. And I also think that they could stretch this show out to be a two hour Broadway musical if they really, really wanted to. Um, it was really some of the things that they did to move it along so quickly were really interesting, but left a lot of opportunity for them to expand the show, I think. So I would not be surprised if this two month run of Rogers the Musical extends here uh, or we start to see it moving between parks or maybe onto the cruise line or maybe even onward to Broadway uh, because it is a packed house currently for this. Lots of lines, virtual queues. You have to get boarding groups to get in this thing or buy VIP tickets. So anyway, I'm going to let Sam walk you through the different ways you can see it and her review of it because she is our Broadway correspondent. So here you go. Okay. Well, Rogers the Musical is only going to be playing in DCA in the Hyperion Theater for July and August of 2023. So that is it, at least as of as of today's date, which is July 4th, as we're recording this. So if you want to see it for sure, you need to get to DCA before August 31st. It is playing on Tuesdays through Saturdays. So it is not playing on Sundays and Mondays and is playing four times a day. The times it plays is at 12.30 p.m., 2 p.m., 
4 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. And there are three ways to get in to see it. The first and only, I'll call it guaranteed way to be able to see it is paying for the premium viewing experience, which means at 7.30 a.m. when park opens for hotel guests, you need to be at the rope, ready to go and headed to the refreshment stand over by the Monsters Inc. ride in sort of Hollywood Studios land within DCA to purchase your ticket to see Rogers the Musical in the VIP viewing experience. And it's $29 per person. You're supposed to have every person that is buying that pass with you. Enforcement of that is not necessarily uniform, but um, $29 a person gets you access into one of the four shows. It will give you actually choose which specific show and they tend to sell out from 1230 to 530. So they tend to sell out, you know, based on the order of the shows, most people wanting to see the first or the second one of the day. There's 100 seats available for each of these four shows and it comes with early access to a lounge, early access to the theater, a special photo opportunity in front of a uh, Rogers the Musical backdrop, kettle corn, popcorn, a popcorn bucket, and a soda or water in a bottle. That's basically what it is. Your second option to go see it is virtual queues. There are two virtual queues every single day. One is at 10.30 a.m. One is at 2 p.m. The 10.30 a.m. one is for the first two shows of the day. The 2 p.m. one is for the second two shows of the day. And you do it like you do any other boarding group or virtual queue through the app. And the third possible way to see it, which is probably the most risky of all three, is just standby, which is you show up and hope that there's extra room. I wouldn't recommend this because it has been extremely popular. It's certainly possible you could get in off of a standby spot, but I wouldn't want to recommend it to somebody. I would highly recommend if you're not willing to pay for the premium viewing experience that you use the virtual queue in order to get into one of the shows. But you need to be certainly flexible about that. And remember, only Tuesday through Saturday. Okay, so what is the show? As Brian said, it is a 30-minute show. It's actually about 35-minute show from my account. Uh, It is the musical version of Captain America, the first Avenger. Basically, that's the story it's telling. I will say it does go past that with a little bit of help of time travel. And it does even end all the way sort of in sync with Avengers Endgame, although they change the storyline just a little bit to make it, I think, easier for a 30-minute show. It has two songs that you will have heard before if you are big fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, One is uh, the, I forget what it's called, but it's a Captain America, Star Spangled Man, where he goes around and does all those USO shows. And then the second song is the Save the City, uh, which is the song from the Hawkeye TV show. And then there's five original songs that they created just for this musical. Basically, all of the main Avengers are in it with a small part in just that Save the City song. But most of the show is just about Steve Rogers. You'll see Bucky Barnes. You'll see Peggy Carter. You'll, of course, see Nick Fury. Nick Fury has a fantastic song himself. He sings and dances. It's just a great show. I can't say enough good things about this. I mean, the the best way I could express to you how good it was, was we were able to go see it on Saturday with a friend of ours who was able to get, who's a cast member who was able to get tickets through a friend of his. And so we didn't have to, you know, wait in any long line on that day. We got to see the 1230 show. I thought it was 
fantastic. And I said to Brian, I must see it again on Tuesday because of course it wasn't playing on Sunday or Monday and today is Tuesday and that was when we were leaving. So I got up early this morning on our last day of our vacation, went into the California Adventure. As soon as the rope dropped over by um, Grizzly River Rapids where I was coming in from the Grand Cal, I jogged all the way to Hollywood Studios land, got in line. I was the fourth party in line, got us our tickets for the 1230 show for the the premium viewing experience and we saw it again. It was just so, so good. I really hope that it comes to Disney Cruise Line. I see a lot of possibility for it to be very successful on the ships. Um, The set is not super complex, so it's definitely something they could do. As Brian mentioned, they certainly could lengthen it and make it into a full Broadway musical. I'm not sure they will do that. I'm not sure if they'll think that there's enough of an audience with that, given how the Spider-Man musical did. Perhaps that will not be in the cards, but I really hope they bring it to, to Disney Cruise Line. It would obviously go really well with Marvel Day at Sea, but it could even do really well on some of the other ships as you know a featured sort of Marvel experience, particularly where they can't bring it to... We know they can't bring it to the parks in Florida because of the restrictions on the use of Marvel characters there. So anyway, that's my review. I loved it. If you can see it, go see it. It's fantastic. I would highly recommend it to anyone who loves Broadway shows. And really for anyone who is a big fan of Captain America like myself, it is just, yeah, fantastic. All right. With that, we are going to wrap up this special bonus episode that we put together. And uh, I'll just say, if you have questions about Club 33 or Rogers the Musical that we didn't answer, feel free to shoot us an email at dclduo at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail over on our voicemail line. The number for our voicemail line is 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you leave us a voicemail over there, we will take a listen to it. If it's family friendly and and uh, we want to put it on the show. We will include it on the air and respond with it. Uh, we will include it in the show and uh, respond to your questions, comments, that sort of thing. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this special bonus episode. I know we had a great weekend here experiencing all these things. Sad to be going home in about an hour now and uh, very much looking forward to our next trip down here. I think in September is the next time we'll be down here for the opening of the Disneyland Hotel Tower for the DVC Tower. So looking forward to being back, but had a great trip this time and uh, we will see you again real soon. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- 
413-5590, and that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.